This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello and welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. If you're one of our regular listeners, you know I typically interview home improvement entrepreneurs and ask them about specific strategies they've used to become a wealthy contractor. In fact, we have quite a few killer episodes we've recently recorded with amazing strategies to implement in your business. But I've decided to put those aside right now because of the unique environment we find ourselves in. Instead, what I'll be doing over the next couple of weeks is sharing conversations I'm having with some of these same people to find what they're thinking, feeling, and doing right now. My hope is that by sharing these conversations, you'll hear how others are overcoming some of the challenges you might be facing right now. I also sincerely hope to inspire you and build your confidence. One thing you will notice in all of these conversations is the underlying expectation that what we are experiencing right now is a temporary setback. It will pass, and there will be even greater opportunity on the other side. So, enjoy these conversations. We're all in this together. Stay the course. Do not give up. Keep moving forward. And always believe in yourself. How are you thinking? How are you thinking about this? And then thinking about the people that aren't in your place, the people that are where you were 20 years ago when your company was smaller and tighter and, you know, it wasn't as as big a machine as it is today. So what are you thinking today? And then what advice do you have for young Bill going through this? Well, the main thing is, is attitude. You, you, you know, you, don't go into the creep, you know, complete panic of the media, but have respect. Be smart. And that's the whole thing as far as be smart with your business. Make, make adjustments there. Be smart with your interaction with people, with your peoples, your sales team, with your installation team's interaction with people. Show respect to them in their home. And, and, and then we've, we've kind of been proactive on, on how to get ahead of this. And whether you've got three employees or 200 and something like we do, I would just tell you some of the things that we put in place. We started looking at, at setting people up that can work out of home. So four of our offices and a warehouse and combined them into one 37,000 square foot where, I mean, office warehouse a few months ago. So we have all our eggs in one basket. So that's not a good thing. So we've set up many of our employees that can work from home. It's very simple to do technology wise. Now, if they have, if you have voiceover IP phones, that phone will, you can plug it in anywhere in the world. And it'll look like they're calling from your office and, yep. you know, wherever your office is. Very, very simple. Yep. Your, computers, your computers are the same way as far as if you have a, a database with all your customers, whether it's a call database or if it's a service database or just uh, customers calling in for questions or things about a product you've already sold them. Then those people, you know, it's a little different setup, because they're, but, but we have them set up where they can work from home. We still have people working in the building. We kind of spread them out. We have hand sanitizer when you walk in the door. We we are have a, a, a cleaning per- folks that come through twice a day before for work and or during midday and then and late day to spray everything down, all the phones, all the positive, all the door handles, everything that you touch. You know, so we're doing, and if anybody shows up with even the sniffles, and right now in Texas, we have terrible, terrible 
allergies because allergies pollen, pollen yeah. going crazy right now but if they're sneezing and coughing stuff we have to send them home again we're, we're doing some things to help them there again as far as being able to work from home but again they, they and especially like our service techs all those kind of people that go to people's homes if they have any type of sniffles they, they're not they're they can't go into someone's home but we're having to deal with that on a, a, a separate way but yeah. the first thing we do when we walk in for a sales or service call but especially a sales call is we use hand sanitizer. We walk in, we sanitize our hands. We offer them sanitizers. So, you know, we are here to respect your uh, your home and your property. You know, we're going to be safe about things. We have booties on. We have, you know, uh, some of the dealers are using gloves. We're not using gloves. We're using the sanitizers. We walk in. Uh, anybody that has a cold, anybody that has a regular old common cold or, or real bad allergies and are sneezing and coughing right now, they, they are not allowed to go in someone's home. But we're just trying to work smart, I guess. So far, and again, you know, our, our number of appointments that we're setting are down. Our set rate is better and our close rate is better. Yeah. So we're having a good month in sales. But we are getting some of those people's, well, you know, really not comfortable with having someone in my home right now. But we're treating them just like if it was the Christmas and New Year holidays. But they're always saying, oh, call me back after the holidays. Anybody in the home improvement business, home improvement business has gotten that excuse. And all we're just, you know, we appreciate that. We appreciate, you know, expect, I mean, respect your, you and your, your, your home. We tell you what, we'll put you in our system and we'll give you a call back in 30 days. You know, good luck, you know, God bless you. And yeah. just letting, just kicking that can down the road. You will need those appointments 30 days from now, just like we do now. We are doing some proactive things that we'll have in place next week, which we will be able to do things a little bit differently or, or be able to overcome that objection somewhat on a very soft overcome objection. We're going to respect them. But setting appointments, that's what we're doing. Um, when we're going to the home, we're very respectful. If if we get there and someone in that home is not feeling well, a child or an adult sneezing, coughing, we are, well, I'm not putting my technician or my, my sales rep in that position for two hours sitting in a home with somebody sneezing and coughing on them. So they're politely saying, well, I see you're under the weather right now with all, you know, stuff going on. I, let me give, I'm going to get this back to my office. They'll give you a call in about 30 days, let you get everybody in the family, family healthy and everything. And, you know, good luck, you know, God bless you. And we, we step out. Yeah. So that's just some of the, the proactive things we're doing. But the main thing is we're just giving very positive meetings, not trying to sweep anything out of the rug, but just saying, you know, guys, you know, we're here. It's what we're doing. We're, we're doing things proactive. Be smart. Again, we'll get you know, through we'll this. Just, we'll get through this. A lot of the issues we're having with people working from home is not that they're ill in any way or any kind of quarantine or any of that. That's nothing to do with that. It's just their childcare is shut down. They have children in school where normally, like in the summertime, they just put them in childcare or put them in after, you know summer programs and YMCA and all those are shut down right now. So they have no place to put their kids so they can come to work. So now we're setting up so they can work from home and pretty much most the, your guys, if you have uh, any type of CRM or, or you know customer thing, or, or, or if you have the IP phones that are recorded, you can see when they clock in, when they work, when they don't work. So you could stay and still pay them hourly plus commission or first, well, however you pay them. Most home improvement companies are set up to where they can monitor that in some way. You're, if I say that you, you're somewhat larger. The small ones, it may just be a trust factor, and yeah. you see if they're not setting any appointments or they're not doing anything then you just got to, you know, you, you got to deal with that however you can. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. One of the things that was really interesting that you said was you're not getting as many leads, but the set rate is higher and the close rate is higher. And that, you know, that kind of makes sense. We're, you know, if they're having you out there, 
you know, I would think that they're, they're pretty serious. If they're going through this, like everybody yeah. else is, and they're listening to the same news that everybody else is, you know, these are people with good attitudes. They see forward into the future. I have a problem. I need that problem solved. This guy is here. He's saying the right things. Why am I going to subject myself to two or three other people? Right. Makes sense. Right. So, so again, that's all we're doing on that front is just being very positive attitudes, very upbeat, but respectful. And, you know, again, you know, where we had 80 people working out of this office last week, by the end of the week, we'll probably have 15, yeah. you know. Um, um, but again, we now, but, but like all our setters, all our setters, our, our, our marketing manager can uh, see the appointments coming in. Because again, of our, our CRM, we can see the appointment. But if, if we have a, a setter that's not doing well or as a group, she can all, all she has to do is text them. Like, yep. Please jump on this call. She, they send a, if they, there's five of them she needs to talk to, she sends them a deal. They have a link. They click it. All of a sudden, she's sitting there a video just like you and I are sitting there talking. And she can do a little pep talk, get them fired up, get them excited, you know, get them back focused. Now get back on the phone. You can do right. that remotely. Our sales team, we're only having one sales meeting a, a week right now. We may cut that out. Uh, but we have uh, several, uh, we have a, our, again, we have two large sales meetings a week and then some supplementals for the newer people in between. Those are now being done remotely where we just, uh, the manager or the trainer sends them a link, they jump on, they do their interaction and it's, they're doing it from their home. They're not doing it from coming into the office all the time. So that's one other thing we're doing Wonderful. using technology. Wonderful. Do I dare ask you kind of what you are thinking in terms of the next say couple months it is a total unknown every day right. is every week we're looking at it every day uh you know again they've shut down restaurants now where it's only takeout every day they're implementing new things and we'll just have to see uh, uh, again um we have to keep working at it uh, it, it you're going to have people that show up and and they're not going to let you in your home uh, you're going to have people that say, hey, call me, you know, said, no, I'm, I really don't want anybody in the home right now. And you got to respect that. Again, now we're, we're in the water treatment and air business. So uh, air purification business. So we're maybe in a better thing than a window siding roofing guy. Oh, they kick that can down the road. The roof's not leaking. We're not going to deal with it right now. With us, we're dealing with health and, and, not, and we don't talk about health in our presentations, but it's just an underlying thing right now. People wanting to be healthy. Bottled water scarce. They're binding it off the shelves where our systems make bottled water. So they don't have yeah. to go to get, they can use all the bottled water they want in their home and share with their neighbors if they want to. Uh, we make it. <laughs> so um, there's, you know, so they we give them a little bottled water plant right underneath the kitchen sink, a little faucet there on the sink, get all you want. Yeah. Uh, so we have some advantages over maybe some of the other home improvement companies, but as far as how we're dealing with it and letting people work from home and setting them up that way, uh, respecting the customer when you walk in, if you're citing, you know, talking about, about the roof, the first thing you do should be walking in and put using sanitizer and offering it to them. So if you're handing things back and forth, you're not putting your sales rep at risk. Someone that your sales rep is, is ill coughing in any way, they, they don't get to, sorry, you're on the sidelines right now. If they walk into a home, someone is ill, they step out and, you know, we'll reschedule another time. A sale is not worth someone getting even the common flu, which right. is all over the place right now. Yeah. The common cold and flu season. So don't even give your guy the flu. So, you know, step out. Yeah. Um, last thing I'll ask you about this, and then we'll switch gears into the, to the other topic, is um, I know, from what I know of you, you are a very upbeat, positive attitude guy. Um, there's more than enough 
abundance thinker. Um, what, how are you personally inside the conversation that's going on in your head? Um, how are you kind of checking that or making sure that you're keeping yourself at that, at, at that place of, of that a positive attitude, if you will. I'm trying to find a way of saying it, but right, how are you right. keeping a positive attitude, I guess? Well, I'm, I'm not sitting around listening to, to the news reports all day. I don't sit there and read every, you know, if you looked up your local television station online deal, which is the only way I'd really get my news, my local folks there, seven out of eight out of the top 10 stories or something about the virus. Yeah. Now, Russell closing, this is happening. It's no different than back, you know, 2009 when the, you know, the world was coming to an end and the, and all your media was putting out every day, worst thing since Great Depression, we're going to lose millions of jobs. Oh, Jim, laid off another 5,000 today. That's all it was. They actually started boycotting all the national news stations because that's all they did was negative crap. Well, I don't, I, I stay educated, but I don't get overrun. I try to listen to the, 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 the people that are in the know, not the reporters. If, if they're having a deal and they have the head of the CDC and the head of the this there, and they're giving this is what we're doing, this are updates, I'm going to listen to them. I'm not going to listen to some reporter that has taken what they said, put their twist on it, and it makes better news if I present it this way. Right. So I'm staying away from the all the smoke. I, I'm just trying to listen to to keep myself, um, you know, what what is the government doing? The government said now they recommend not this, or they recommend that, or they're putting this type travel thing on. I'm listening to the facts that are coming from as close as I can, the horse's mouth and the media, they're here to sell advertising. I don't care what it, and they want to get as much hype, as much viewership, as much uh, online viewership and stuff as they can. Readership in the, in their New York, whatever. I mean, they, that's what they, sensationalism sells and, right. and, and they're doing very well. And it also hurts one particular party more so, so than the other at this particular time. It doesn't matter if the, if the Republicans were out of the presidency and the, and the Democrats were, they would be showing how the Democrats weren't handling it right. So it's right. just a political thing. And so you got to take all the politics out when you just go straight to those main sources. And that's all you need to be updated on to see what the changes are. And then the rest of it, just get that crap out of your, out of your head. And, you know, don't sit around and watch, we have CNN on all day, every day and our own, your news stations, I didn't listen to national news for about three years during the, you know, the crisis of 2008, 2009, 2010, because that's all they did was negative crap. Yeah. And we grew those years, you know. That's, we, you know, that's really smart, actually. <laughs> I didn't even think about that because looking at the national news, oh, God, but, the, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heed that advice. I'm going to stop looking at that stuff and look at the more local stuff and see what's actually going around here around town. All right, so um, the other side of this conversation was about your, um, the food drives that you do. Is that the accurate way of saying it? Uh, yes. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about what that is and then how it's done? Okay, uh, you know, being a home improvement company, we go to, into a lot of homes. So between service and sales, uh, we're probably in, close to a thousand homes a week for a large company. So we're in a lot of homes. And so years ago, we used to do every quarter, we'd do a, a food drive for a few weeks. And then about five or six years ago, I said, why are we doing this just every quarter? So we started doing a 
six day a week uh, food drive. And and because um, the only hard thing about a food drive is you got to go take your stuff and take it down to a drop off place, take it down to the here or there. And that's the only hard part. Um, so we're in hundreds of homes and anybody, any home improvement company that does sales or service calls in home can do exactly what we do. And it's so simple. All we do is after we set that sales call or that service call is, by the way, Mr. Jones, right now we're doing a, um, a food drive to the local food bank. Uh, would you mind helping us and set a few things out so the technician doesn't forget them um, when he's out there or this, this sales representative or whatever you call your people are out there so they don't forget it. If you could do that, we'd really, really appreciate it. And 98% of the time they'll do it. Uh, and then you got to get your sales team or your service team to remember to collect that when they're there. It's the easiest thing in the world. We collect a box load, a box truck load of food every few weeks and have to take the food bank. That's the only labor involved is we bring them in, we stack them and we put them in boxes as they turn them in, they go on pallets as we fill up the pallets and we put them on trucks and take them over and they, they unload them at the food banks uh, every few weeks. So that's the only cost there is on there. And right now the food banks are getting smashed because the kids being out of school unexpectedly. It's not like it's summer. Now we have a, a, a unexpected time. So all those children that were on free lunches and all those things, they're in need. So please, 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 let's help out. That is the easiest, simplest thing to do uh, to, to bring in things and helping your community while you're making a living. And it'll make, and even if it, if it makes your opponents hold up a hair better, they sell a hair better, that's just a bonus. Don't look at it for, to do that. But I don't know, it may make our homes hold up a little better, or they may feel a little better about letting us come into their home, or they may feel a little better about purchasing our products because oh, they really do care about the community. That's just a, a, a side effect of it. Don't you, don't you can't do that with that's in your heart is I'm going to go out and make money on this, yeah. and you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Now, I will tell you, we put this program on steroids a few years ago because food banks can do way more with money than they can with food because uh, with their buying power and with the foods they get from all the large grocery chains and things that once they get a certain age, they get a lot of donations there. But with that and some money they can put together, most food banks can provide three to five meals per dollar collected. Three to five meals per dollar. Meals? Actual meals? Wow. Three to five meals per dollar with the donated and the stuff they have to put with it, three to five meals per dollar. Our local food bank we work with is one of the most efficient in the country. They are at the five. They can do five meals per dollar that we raise. Wow, so, I didn't know that. Uh, a few years ago, uh, we went down and we had our sales meetings, our service meeting, everything at our local food bank in their meeting room. And we toured their facility to get everybody on board on what we were going to do. And our marketing team, our sales team, all through payroll, legal deduction, they said, I want to donate $10 of every deal that I sell. The marketing department, I want to dial, you know, $5 for every deal, you know, depending on how you pay your people, whatever. We had people that just did $5, $10 a week. And now all that comes out. And then our, me as a company, I match that money. So we're bringing in money and we're matching money. That raised probably last year about $70,000. Wow. They're, I mean, that between their money that they the, they gave and the money I, I matched. Matched. Now, yeah. the other way we do is, is, for us, we offer gift cards to come out and talk to them about their water treatment or generator or tankless, whatever closet, whatever we're talking about. And that, depending on the marketing program, could be a $20 gift card to, 
Home Depot or the local, you know, restaurant to a hundred dollar gift card, depending on what type lead program we have. It's right part of our presentation. It's about telling, talking about the food bank and what we do and how we do it. At the end, we offer them, here's, you can have a gift card for Home Depot from, you know, this restaurant, whatever, or you have the option, if you would like to donate that gift card back, the owner of our company will then match that, that gift card and, and then they give them. That, that if it's twenty dollars, that's twenty. That's forty dollars times five. That's two hundred meals we'll provide for the local food bank. If you would like to donate that back, you're wow. surprised. You'd be surprised at how many people. Oh, just keep the twenty bucks. That's great. Yeah. And and so we now have that twenty dollars, and that's people that didn't even buy. See, that's money that we get now. They only get that that part of that commission, part of that override, and all that stuff. That's only when they buy a product. Well, we close about forty percent of the people we see. That other sixty percent. We get get money from them, and they didn't even buy anything. Yeah. Now it's a commitment we we do, but but um, last year we did five hundred and twenty two thousand meals for our local food bank, over a half a million meals by using this program between wow. collecting food and then collecting money, which they can really do some stuff with. Now let me let me tell you how you can really get a bigger bang for your buck. This gets a little, a little more common. When when I like right now I. While I was on this call, the local food bank called me. They want to do a virtual food drive right now because they're hurting. And so that means they're, they're trying to raise money so they can turn around and, and turn that into food. So we've collected money this year so far. So I'm going to do a matching campaign that they're going to put out on all social media, emails, letters, everything that Quality Home Products of Texas is going to match the first $25,000 that, that that is donated. So now I've taken my, my 25,000, which only half is me, because remember I'm only matching people that donate back or my salespeople. Now I'm taking that $25,000 uh, and giving it to them in a matching campaign. So now I'm getting $50,000 bang for my $12,000, $500 budget. Wow. For me. So I'm double, double. I'm double, double my, my gift. I'm helping them raise money in, for my customers and my employees. And then I turn around and help them raise money because people love doing matching campaigns. Yeah. If I send something out for a charity it's a, that's real, you really like, and I have a you know a local company or I have a uh, anonymous donor, whatever that's donating a hundred, the first hundred thousand is donated. Please help double your deal. And so when we do this, when they send this out from the food bank, they say, well, normally it's five meals per dollar. We're getting ten meals per dollar. So a hundred, that's a thousand meals you can do for a hundred dollars because of this matching campaign and people go crazy over and they raise way more money. And this is something I, I taught the food bank. This is way more money than they've ever raised in these type of events by me doing matching money. But as math leaders, we want to do 750,000 meals this year. So yeah. we have big goals. Uh, um, you know, we always, we take our, all our charity goals, everything we do in our office is tied to some type of charity. Um, and so, uh, we want to increase our charities. That means we have to do more appointments. We have to do raise more money internally so we can then do more matching so we can raise more money. And we went in the, in our growth business grows. We make more money. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful strategy. It's a beautiful thing you're doing. So let's, so, and, and by the way too, you know what I really like about it, especially today as we're talking about this is that, it gets it goes back to what I asked you a few minutes ago about how are you not how are you creating a positive attitude or how are you maintaining a positive attitude? Well, part of what you're doing, at least from my perspective, is 
you're thinking about how you could be of service to others. Instead right. of getting stuck in what's going on in your head, how can I be of more service to somebody that's in more need than I am? Because the reality of it is there's a lot more people that need a lot more than we do. Right. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. Now, we will take um, all of what um, Bill just explained about how they do this. I'm going to ask you a few more little details, Bill, but just for those of you that are listening, um, if you go to, we'll post a link wherever you find this. Um, we'll post this as a podcast and we'll post it on our website. We will provide you with a download link where you can get all of this information on how to actually execute this yourself. So we'll take Bill's information that he just gave us. We'll kind of transcribe it and build it. And then plus he has a system um, in his office. Uh, and it's relatively simple. You told me it's just one page. Oh, yes. Yeah, a very simple, yeah. very so, simple. I can yeah. I, I mean, page and a we'll half. Take that I include in all the matching stuff that we do and how we do that. Yes, we'll take that and look for a download link. Wherever you're listening to this, look for a download link to where you can get that. So just so that I now understand this, Bill, and, and the listener, first off, you don't have to be in a, a hundreds of homes or thousands of homes like Bill is to be of service and to make this work. If you're in 10 houses a week, that's 10 people that will more than likely give you something and at the end of the month, you're going to have a whole boxes of food and potentially money. So the way I understand it, Bill, is you set the appointment and then you say, you basically say to them, hey, when the salesperson or the service person comes out, we are doing a food drive for, and you probably mentioned the food bank. Right. Well, we say our local food bank. Because our we local food bank. Okay. Around, but they all from the same first main bank in Houston. Okay. And it's, and basically you say we would, we'd like to pick something up while we're there. Do you give them something? Is there any collateral material no. around uh, this? All we do, it, it's, it's very simple verbiage. Uh, Ms. Jones, one last thing. We've already set the appointment with us for services. Uh, one last thing right now. And again, the wording we're using right now, right now the food banks are really struggling because of all the children out of, out of school right now. Uh, so we're doing a food drive for our local food bank. Would you mind helping us out? And would you mind setting a few things out uh, so our technician doesn't forget them uh, and helps with our food drive? We really would appreciate it. Very simple. And they'll, sure, and they say, if you don't mind doing that, just in case, you know, so he doesn't forget. Set them out on the counter. Set them out if it's we're, if we're servicing the generator. Set them on top of the generator so we don't forget them while we come out there. Make them try to get them to do it while we're thinking about it. So they don't forget, because they'll forget too. And then everybody's forgotten. Yeah. Simple I, strategy, but very powerful. And we can help a lot of people. As an industry, we can help a lot of people. If we could get 10% of the home improvement industry or the AC guys, the exterminator guys, anybody that goes into a home, if we could get 10% of those businesses in the country to do this, the the food banks would have to build more warehouses. I mean, yeah. we'd alleviate hunger. It, it, you, could, you could wipe out hunger in the United States. It's getting 10%. It would be a massive, massive number. I wanted to add one last thing that I'm not an accountant, but you consult your own accountant. But this is what, when we give this money and matching money, and they put my company name over all these emails and on their website and on these letters and all this said that we're matching this money, it is no longer a, a 
a charitable contribution because in my tax bracket, I get zero write-off for a charitable contribution. When I have my name plastered all over this, that we're using matching money, please donate. Now it's an advertisement. It's a 100% write-off. So instead okay. of spending a dollar forty, if I give a charitable dollar in my tax bracket, it costs me a dollar and forty cents to do that because I have to pay forty cents on that dollar to give it away. Yeah. If I write it off as an advertisement, it costs me sixty cents to give that dollar away because I can write that legitimately write off that advertising dollar. Nice and point. All I'm doing, I'm not shorting anything. I'm not cheating the system. All I'm doing is I'm taking my tax dollars and I want to give it to the food bank. I don't want to give it to the government, let them work, you know, where are they going to give it, where are they going to spend it? All I'm doing is directing my charitable dollars where I want them to go. Beautiful. Beautiful. But consult your own accountant before you do that. But it, yeah, I've been told that's the only way to go. <laughs> I love it. Well, Bill, um, as always, I'm uh, inspired and fired up after talking with you, and thank you so much. I Just from me, I really appreciate you doing this. Just for, for me to have this conversation with you, I feel a lot better, and hopefully everybody that's listening to this um, also feels better and, and a little uplifted. Um, thank you. I, I appreciate it. If I can do it, you can do it. And I, and I try to, every time I get a talk, I got all these ideas and the things to do this and inspiration from a, a little paperback book written by Jake McCluskey, the founder of Tom Shoes. It's called Start Something That Matters. Take you, you told up. me about that, yeah. You can listen to, it, listen to it for a couple hours on an airplane. It's very simple. Tie your business to charities, whether it's the food bank, whether it's whatever you want to do, and say for every sale, I'm going to do this and then hold yourself accountable. Think about Make employee, your employees want to be part of something bigger. That's millennials. They want to be part of something bigger than just a job that you tie everything. Every job, every cell I make is tied to multiple charities, not just food bank, but multiple charities. And every employee knows it. And wow. We, 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 we have a monthly report. We have newsletters that we send out to our, to our customers that say, in fact, you'll be doing these newsletters now that we're taking up, you're, you're going to be handling this for us. Well, yeah. we talk about, this is what we did charity-wise last month. Thank you for your help because we couldn't do it without our customers. That's beautiful. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Bill. You're the best. Thank you for listening to the special edition of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. I hope it gave you the confidence to know that there are other successful contractors out there just like you who are not letting circumstances get in the way of providing excellent service to their customers, serving their communities, and achieving their goals. This will pass, and your attitude and the messages you take in right now will determine your mindset and where you end up. I'd encourage you to listen to the other podcasts in this series that we're releasing regularly, as well as going back to prior episodes of the Wealthy Contractor podcast to hear from like-minded contractors in the industry so you can pick up on strategies, tactics, and tools that will help you overcome the circumstances around you. We'll be back to regularly scheduled podcasts soon. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group and the wealthy contractor.